Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, August 14th, 2023. Today is Elijah Fire episode 283. I apologize that we started a couple minutes late. If you want someone to blame, you blame me, okay? That's what we do because there was a link in there, all right? There was a link in the notes to a bunch of photos and I just, it's a Monday and it's my first day back after vacation and I made a little boo-boo. And so I had to do it all within like the last couple of minutes. So thank you for putting up with us. Um, also big shout out to Jen. We love Jen. Jen did an amazing job on Thursday and Friday hosting while I wasn't here. Those seem like two great episodes. I have yet to be able to really sink into them. Lauren and I, uh, one of the nights we watched like the very beginning of Jen with Kelsey and it was obvious from like the second Kelsey showed up that they immediately clicked, which I knew they would. And this has been great because I've wanted Jen to meet Christina Baker and Jennifer Martin and Kelsey O'Malley because I knew she'd love them um, and that they get along really well. So uh, this has all been a secret ploy of mine for that to happen, apparently. Um, but yes, I'm really looking forward to those episodes. I know she did a great job. She always does a great job. She's my big sis. And, uh, you know, she's always, I've always admired her ability to communicate and connect with people. Uh, so yeah, Jen always does a great job. So follow us. We're everywhere. Where aren't we? We're all over the place. We just hit over a thousand followers on TikTok, which is a big milestone for us. Big shout out to everybody who participated in getting us there. Uh, we are officially, we can officially put links in our bios, which is really helpful for us, um, especially because TikTok, we can't stream video. So we put little teasers and we, we point people to the link in the bio and they click that and there's all these different destinations they can go to. So thank you so much to everybody that helped us get there. It was an arduous journey, but we got there. Big shout out to Illumination for really spearheading that, um, taking that task on. Great job, Nash. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah Fire podcast yet, go ahead and follow us there on Spotify. That'll really help us out. Things are moving and grooving in the podcast arena for us um, and growing leaps and bounds. And so doing that will really help us out. And of course, you can rate us there as well. Rate our podcast. That'll really help us out as well. So, all right, um, man, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today, my guest. She's just an all around, just amazing individual. Um, and anytime I get to hang out with her is a good day. So she's a prophetic voice. She's also a co-leader of Rise and Set Ministry. She's also, I always like to do this. She's also the author of not one, not two, but three children's books in the Ambitious Abbey children's book series. So fantastic. Link is in the description to these super adorable books that teach godly principles but they're great because you can, you know, they're, they're godly principles, but they're more neutral in that you can bring them into a secular environment and you can teach on godly principles using these books. And people don't go, that's Christian. We don't allow that here. Uh, and so it's great. Uh, I love God is doing this with a lot of different creatives right now, giving them creative ways to venture into these different arenas where if you say the name Jesus might get you kicked out, but you can bring in all the other stuff. And it's, I love it. I think it's great how God's really creative like that. Um, 
And so, uh, yeah, the link is in the description to those, but I'm not going to talk any more about it without my guest. So let's give it up for my guest today, Abby Duplaga. Abby Duplaga, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes, always great to have you back on the show. Okay, so you just went on an epic, epic journey. You went on an epic quest recently. And where was that to? What did you do? Give us all the details because we're going to talk all about it. We got pictures. We might have video. We'll see. Okay. We definitely have pictures. All right. So I went to Africa, to the country of Uganda for two weeks with a ministry you all are probably familiar with, Show Mercy International, yeah. uh, one that Elijah's Dreams is partnering with to build a lot of the water wells around Uganda and now in different countries. So it was really cool to be able to go and experience Uganda with their ministry. So that's where I went. I was there for two weeks. I don't know if Amazing. I said that already. Amazing. And you went with, um, were, were Mike and Lori Sally there or were they not yet? No, what's wild is they, they literally came the day after I left. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because I knew they were there, but I was like, I don't think they were there when she was there. But you I were there with Saturday. Brittany. Yeah, you I was with, with Brittany. Uh-huh. Yeah. They left, I left Saturday with Brittany and they um, came Sunday night. Fun fact. Brittany's sister Bree used to work at the Elijah List. And when I got hired here, she was working here. So there's a little fun little connection there, Abby. Yeah, that's what she was telling me. Um, yeah. but Brittany was awesome. She was yeah, she's she great. made it so awesome the whole time. So yeah. I basically flew over by myself and flew back by myself. Cause even when Brittany and I were leaving, she was going on to Thailand on this amazing adventure with her girlfriend. Wow. So she uh, she left. We were both at the airport, and then we went our separate ways. Awesome. Thailand is awesome as well, if you ever get a chance to go. Yeah. You will love it. Okay. I always tell people the most expensive part about getting to Thailand is the ticket. Once you get there, everything is so cheap. You can eat meals, amazing right. meals. Best Thai food you've ever had in your life for like a dollar fifty, maybe. Right. Yeah, so it's amazing. Um, a dollar, two bucks, somewhere around there. So I'm trying to be adventurous, Abby. I'm trying to go. Yeah. Adventurous Abby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, God's giving me content for another series over here. Uh, there we go. There we go. That's that's that. I love it. Yeah. When Abby, after Abby goes to college, she's like, goes and sees the world. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, tell us about, uh, tell us about your time. How long were you there? And then kind of walk us through, I guess, step-by-step. Step. We've got pictures that we can show, like I said, so. All right. So I was saying I was there for two weeks. So what, I just got back on Sunday. So I was right there through the end of July, July 23rd through August like 6th or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, I, what, so basically I wanted to kind of share the variety of the different possibilities or outreaches that they had. So when I got there, it was really cool because I had been to Haiti a, you know, a handful of times on mm -hmm. different mission trips. And I really feel looking back that God prepared me for Uganda by sending me to Haiti because, nice. you know, and we'll talk about it later about third world countries and whatever. But when I saw like his hand and how he did it, it was pretty cool to kind of see how that he worked that. So when I was in Haiti, I kind of got a feel for what mission trips are like and, you know, the types of different outreaches they do. But what I loved about show mercy was there was so much freedom in the schedule because I went over by myself. There were medical missionaries there. There were interns there. And there was a, a whole um, group from a church that were there. So there were 
a bunch of different outreaches every day. Like they would write on this board and they would give you wow. options of what you wanted to do. You would do two a day, one in the morning, right after breakfast, and then one in the afternoon after lunch. Oh, that's and great. So, yeah. So you would see this board and there'd be like four or five different options in the morning. So with the variety of what they had every day, I feel like I got to do so much and I had the freedom to choose what I wanted to do, which is what I really loved uh -huh. about it. Um, because it, you know, with Haiti, when I was there, it was more structured to where I didn't have any freedom to choose. They just set up the itinerary for us. Right. Yeah. And so I got to actually do medical missions, which I was a pretty much a, a nerd at one time with like medicine and science. Like I always really? wanted to be a doctor before I became an accountant. But then I didn't do well in uh, organic chemistry. And I was like, we're, we're not getting into med school. We need to change our, change oh, yeah. our route. So it kind of uh, scratched that medical itch a little bit because uh -huh. I got to go out um, with some of the nurses and the doctors. And I got to go and test, like go to home visits in the middle of nowhere, right? They have like no um, addresses, no street signs, like there's no way to really know how you're getting around. Like, it's just like landmarks, I guess. Um, uh -huh. But basically, they have village representatives that kind of work with Show Mercy to, to account for people that live nearby in their villages. And if someone's sick or something's going on, they report back to see if they can bring help. And so we would get in a vehicle or on one of these motorcycles they call Boda Bodas, which they named them that because they would go border to border. And so that's kind of what they call Boda Bodas. That was why they named them that. And uh, huh. so we get on these motorcycles and we're like with our backpack and we're, we're going out to these houses. I'm like, how in the actual heck did we find this place? Like, you know, <laughs> and uh, we, we pull up and we're just like, these people are so nice. Like it's customary in their culture where they make a chair or a place for you to sit. Oh. So they roll out these little, um, I don't even know. They're like read. They like, seem like they're made out of reeds or something, but they roll them out and they make a place for you to sit. And so we're sitting there and then we're, we're actually like, I, the nurses pushed me. They, they called it crossing your chicken line. <laughs> they pushed me and they're like, I was like, I'm good to watch, you know, I'll watch, I'll take some pictures. They're like, Oh no, 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 you're going to do this. So they made me test. And I actually got to like prick the fingers, put the, put, yes, there we go. Put the, um, put the blood sample in the test and see if the kids had malaria. Wow. Um, and some of them did. I mean, it was so sad. There was one sweet little girl like around the corner of this. I'm talking, we are in this like hut of a place with no like full walls, dirt ground, you know, and it's like mm -hmm. their little gathering area. And she's like excusing herself and going out and she's like throwing up. Wow. It was so sad. And I was like, and the guy, the Man. dad or the was that was there was like, thank you. This is such an answered prayer. He was like praising God the entire time we were there because they were at a place where it was critical to have treatment and have medication. Yeah. Like he was like, God just answered our prayer. Wow. It was so it was so uh powerful. I was I kept saying, Wow, I I am privileged that I get to be a part of this today. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's just like that. The, I'm sure this will be a topic that kind of keeps coming up as you're you're telling about this is the whole the reality of like just how many amenities we have at our disposal here in the U.S. and in any kind of first world, um, uh, first world country. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And was this what was this? Uh, that's when we went on an elderly visit. Okay. 
Um, but real quick with the malaria stuff. So then yeah. what else I got to do was the doctor would, they would have me, they were checking on the vitals and they had little books for everybody that they were keeping track of in the, the Sir Mercy has a clinic, you know, and um, they had me recording, but then the doctor had prescriptions written down and they were like, help, they were having me help fill the prescriptions and write them out for the families. And I was able to wow. give them out. So that was kind of neat too. Wow. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like pharmacist, nurse, like what's, what's happening? I'm getting to play yeah. all these different roles. <laughs> it was fun. Wow. Yeah. It totally scratched that, that yeah. itch from when you were younger. Very rewarding. And we got to pray over the families and they were just so thankful because, you know, God answers prayers. Like he can do an immediate healing, but he also uses medicine too. And, and when you show yeah. up to a place that's so remote and they have literally, they're, they're, they're just praying for help, you know, and you're, you're coming. It's like, you're getting to be part of that answered prayer. And there's well, and you really feel no it. Word. I'm sure you absolutely feel it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this one lady we went to visit like on this whole excursion, she was so sweet. She had her grandson go into her house and, and I was like, he came out with this big long stick and I'm like, what, is, what is he doing? And it was her avocado stick. She had an avocado tree right on her property in the front yard. And so all of a sudden I'm looking over and I'm like, what is, what is going on? Like, what is she doing? And she's knocking down avocados. And I'm like, she's actually knocking a lot. I'm like, is she going to eat all these? Cause they're going to go bad. And she was gathering a bunch and that was, but she was gifting the doctor and the, the crew oh, for man. coming. And I was like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, she gave wow. like all she had, like the food on her tree in her front yard. Oh to my thank, goodness. To thank us for coming. Well, and that's something that's really interesting um, that I appreciated about every like developing country I've been to is hospitality and a sense of gratitude, like mm -hmm. is very prevalent. Um, like you were saying, you know, they let you into their, their huts or whatever, and they, they always make a place for you to sit. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that is very, very prevalent. And, and a lot of times what you'll discover in a lot of, a lot of these countries is even if they don't have much, they could have like a little packet of cookies or something. They will serve that to you. You know, it reminds me of the widow's might. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. she didn't have much, but she, what she gave was significant because it's what she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what else is in here. Yeah. So these... the next one. Okay. Oh, going back one. No, to let's the do this one. Okay, so right before I left, a couple of days before I left, I did this outreach. Um, so one of the outreaches they do, so we talked about the medical. Um, so they do that. They help with people in the community that have medical needs because they have a, a clinic. They have a birthing center. So they're able to help moms give birth now in a nice, in a clean environment. They, mm -hmm. they bring people there for health talks and they go out in the community for health talks, which I got to do. I actually went to a school. And they had all girls there, like 45 girls. And they had us do like a, a menstrual talk of like menstrual wow. hygiene. So okay, I got to do that good. with the medical team. Like, but these are real issues that actually yeah. like they needed to talk about. So oh, absolutely. it was just neat to go and see how it's different and how they do stuff there. It was just um, interesting for me. But um, one thing that they do is they have, they have um, like they keep track of some of the elderly in the communities around and elderly, like like here, they don't have nursing homes or anyone taking care of them, right? Or, or any kind of system. So people kind of pull together to help the elderly in the community. So Show Mercy, these are two girls um, on the staff of Show Mercy. 
and Stella's in the yellow, Felly's in the white, and they are so sweet, these girls, their hearts, oh my goodness. I got to do a lot of outreaches with them, but they made, they had this idea of bringing um, food to the Jaja, which is what they call grandma's, Jaja, uh -huh. Jaja Irene, and we went to her house, and we actually, they cooked, I didn't, I just peeled potatoes, but they cooked <laughs> her like beef and potatoes, like a, like a roast kind of, but a, like a true Uganda style, like something she wouldn't normally eat or get. It was more like a treat. And uh, we got to spend the day there. But she had no roof over three-fourths of her house. What you see here is her kitchen, what mm -hmm. I would call her kitchen area. So they're, they're basically um, cooking in the corner where she would put pieces of wood that they would light yeah, as so a fire. Yeah, so there's a brick against the wall. Yep. And that's, yeah. that's her little corner of the house that was her kitchen, you guys. Man. And I'm like peeling potatoes on a tarp with a dirt floor. You guys, three-fourths of the house did not have a ceiling, and it started raining when we were there. Because I they have a dry season and a rainy season. So mm -hmm. I caught like maybe the very beginning of rainy season when I was there, like the last few days. So it would rain and stop. And, you know, so while we're there, it starts to rain. So she had a tiny little section of her house with a tin over the roof. And um, she like invited us in there and we were sitting in there with her until the rain stopped, but they were out there cooking that whole time. And then they're like, Abby, uh, can you go grab a couple more sticks uh, for the fire? And I'm like, okay, from which pile? Like literally this lady had like a pile here, a pile here, but you could tell that she had like specific uses for her sticks, you know? Yeah, you don't want to grab something that's for her house <laughs> repair but or I'm something. I'm like, this is you know? her house. Like, and we had to do her dishes like, right there and like they basically got well water and they had a bar of soap and they're washing the dishes in one bucket and they're rinsing it in water in another one and that's it mm. oh. while we're on yeah. our uh while we were in our place we washed and then uh rinsed and then sanitized with some kind of solution as well but obviously they're not doing any of that you know so i don't know right. if anything's in their water ever you know mm-hmm but that yeah. that to me was one of the biggest days that stretched me because I couldn't believe the living conditions. It's like being on a camping excursion, but like a bad camping excursion, like an extreme one. And I'm not even a camper. So I'm out there and I'm like looking at this whole scenario and I'm like, I just simply cannot even fathom this. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a clean place to sleep or, you know, and that's her whole life. Yeah. And she's telling us her life story and she's telling us that she got married like she believes she was 10 or 12. They don't really keep track of ages, but she said that she hadn't started her period yet. And she got forced into this marriage to a guy that was in his 30s and she had five kids. And she said she'd never fallen in love or been in love or learned to love him. This yeah. is her house, you guys. Okay, so see this tent looking thing? That's the kitchen. So the girls were right behind that. That's where they were cooking. And so see that pile of sticks and rubbish in the corner? There was uh -huh. another one around the other side that I grabbed sticks for to continue. Man. Yeah. That's the reality of her house. Yeah. So did she I, speak I English or did she, how, how was she communicating? How are you learning this, this information she about it. her? She had a, we had a translator, Fred. He was okay. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Man. she kept saying, please take me to America. And I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah. Well, that's it too, is a lot of these people in, in developing nations, they want to be here. 
They want mm-hmm. to come to America, you know, and there's a lot of heat on America right now from inside because they're being sold stuff that's, uh, you know, favoring negativity or in obviously America's had, you know, things in the past, but, um, you know, we were one of the, you know, Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. We've always been leading the charge in some fashion in terms of abolishing certain things. And, um, you know, so it's like there's a lot of issues that America gets heat for that aren't isolated to just America. Um, But like a lot of those issues that people criticize America about are still happening in Africa. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that Oh, man, I just I get I get really, really fired up when people I I see people talking about, oh, we want to get rid of this. We want to get rid of that. And we want to do this. I'm like, you have no idea. Like, you have no idea how bad people have it in other parts of the world. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so um, I mean, I think it's amazing, though, that like you were able to do this. You were able to help this this woman. And it's obvious that the people there that are working at Show Mercy, uh, you know, have the right heart when it comes to helping the people in their community and especially yeah. Jaja's, you know, it was so sweet when they were telling us what they were going to do. They were so excited about cooking this meal for her. I was, I was just, <laughs> I think I was just blown away by the heart of the people that are involved in the ministry mm-hmm. as well, because it was just the heart of Jesus. And I like, even just sitting here thinking about it and looking at that, it's just like, it, it kind of, it's hard because I think I'm still processing it. And Jeff, this was hard for me because I'm an outward processor. I know we talked about that a lot because mm-hmm. you and I are like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I had no one to process with when I was there because I was there by myself, right? I mean, I was there. There were other teams and stuff there, but I wasn't with a group. I just went over as an individual. Mm-hmm. So I, I found myself like mid midpoint in the trip. Like there was one night I just started crying in my room. And I was like, I don't even know what is going on. Like, but I just, I think like you're seeing so much and you're in sensory yeah, overload. It's like overload. Yeah. And if your heart is open and you have compassion at all, which you, I hope you do if you're going on a mission trip, um, it's going to hit you in different ways. And, and also you think about the sovereignty of God. I was talking to my sister yesterday, actually, because she had spent time in Brazil and she was saying similar things to me and we were just kind of comparing notes and, um, and she's like, but then I think of the sovereignty of God and like he placed us here to live yeah. in America and he placed them there. And you can't ask yourself why or you can't ask God why you just you may never, ever figure it out. But they find a way to survive and they have joy and they have peace in the Lord in the circumstances they're in. But it doesn't make it OK for us to experience that and see it and and see that they're human beings and they're living in these kind of conditions like it's still going to bother you, you know. And it should, and it's okay that it, it it's okay that it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. because something that I always go back to is like if I'm overwhelmed, God's not overwhelmed by this, and He mm-hmm. sees it all. I'm exposed to a, a minute portion, like a shot glass full. If you went to the ocean, you scooped up a shot glass full of water. That's how much I was just exposed to, and yeah. God sees the whole ocean. Um it's okay to be overwhelmed. It it always made me grateful that God was in charge and not me and that he, you know, that he's sovereign. Um, and that, you know, he's the right person to shoulder these burdens and anything he gives us. It's okay that it overwhelms you. If, if you're, 
if you're shown something from the Lord or you're allowed to go to a country and see, see this, it's okay that you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did a lot of like, whenever I go to, to places like this, I did a lot of finding a quiet area or an area farther away. And I would just talk openly out loud to God like this. <laughs> I was doing uh, that through my room. Yeah. I found myself just talking and I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, I have to, like, I need yeah. to get this out of me. Yeah. Journal a lot too. Like yeah. when I, when I go overseas, I journal a lot. Um, it helps as well, mm-hmm. but I do have to get, I get to a point where I have to talk. <laughs> I have to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I have to say something. So yeah. So, okay, all right. so elderly. Okay. They do a lot of um, stuff with children, which I, obviously I love kids ministry. Like I uh-huh. do a lot with children. So that was the well commission. Um, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but like okay. they do, so they go to primary schools, they, and they share, like they have um, clearance to go in and they share and spend time with the kids and they'll do um, a lesson and an activity and just play with them for like an hour. And so they also have what's called Subi clubs, which Subi in in Luganda means hope. And so they have, they've got eight right now. Their goal is to have 12, but they're in different communities and they bring all the kids there. Some of them are sponsorship kids, but just basically they bring them there. They teach them about the Lord and they, and they give them a hearty meal, like a big plate of food. And they need that because a lot of the kids, there's an example of, of something that they feed them. Um, and they, they give them a plate that big and you're looking at these kids and you're like, there's no way they're going to eat all that. And they eat all of it. It might be their best oh. and biggest meal of the whole week. And they wow. eat their hands, you know? So I was like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. like first day I'm like handing out food. And I'm like, hey, where's the forks? And they're like, oh, no, no. They eat with their hands. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see that Show Mercy provides that meal for them and they get to come and they get to hear about Jesus, they're getting spiritually fed. And they're getting physically fed. And it's just, it's really sweet. Mm. Yeah. So there's, uh, for those that are listening to this and aren't seeing it, there's like rice and beans. And is that what ginger cabbage. or something? It's like a cabbage. Oh, cabbage. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell those like shredded ginger. It's actually something. something we ate a lot, a lot for lunch at the uh, show mercy plate, like uh, their arc where they cooked. That was a rice and meal. beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are readily available there, more than meat and things like that. So Yeah, if you think about it, a lot of people probably don't have refrigerators and stuff. So they have to get stuff that, you know, they don't have to refrigerate. So you see a lot of farmers. You see a lot of people that have, you know, they're farming and the kids are out there farming. Like the kids are fetching water. The kids are farming. Their days look like just getting by. Like what's their basic survival needs? Let's go get our food. Let's go get our water. You know, in school, you have to pay for. So they're, it's like some kids can't really go to school. So they're just helping their parents get by. Mm-hmm. If they even have parents, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then where a lot of the places you went to, they have minimal electricity then? Oh, yeah. So where we stayed was about, I want to say, an hour and a half maybe from like Entebbe and like, like Kampala, which is like their main largest city in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And so we were out more like, it was called the Wakiso district in Kaliti. It was like a more like rural community. So it was actually like a Muslim neighborhood. 
that they oh, ended up expanding into, which was really cool. But you would hear like the Muslim prayer sirens going off like 5 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like on the loudspeakers. <laughs> like it was just a lot. Like I said, sensory overload. You know, you could feel that in the atmosphere. There was just spiritual stuff going on. There's a, there a lot. And, um, but they, I guess what Brittany was saying was when they first got in there and they started to have the land and build and stuff on it, they would, they hated it. They were so mad they were there and they would throw stuff at them and kick dirt at them and stuff. And she said, Oh, it was bad, you know? And she said, and now, now they see like what good we've been doing for the community. And so they're actually embracing them. But, but well, yeah, there's it, all- it, it, well, from what I gather too, uh, we all oh, eliminations. Let me know. We have uh, two more kids program photos, but um, one of the things that, um, was what's such a big deal about the wells that Elijah Streams is partnering with Show Mercy in doing is there are a lot of other, I think there's some like some government ones that are kind of shoddy. And then there are even some Muslim ones, but you have to pay for them or something like that. It was in one of our very early update videos that we did from Show Mercy, mm-hmm. which would have been like, I think early last year. So 2022 um but yeah so yeah i've seen i saw a couple of the muslim wells on they're on the way to the show mercy compound because i noticed they were different in stature and style and i was like oh those are interesting and then i read the plaque and it was like allah please accept this well oh interesting yeah Yeah, like it's like they built it so it's very obvious that it's that it's the muslim one yeah yeah so okay we've got uh all on abby with a group of oh yeah, we've got this one. Oh yeah this is when we went to the primary school this is one of my favorite kids events we did too so like i said this is just an event at the primary school when i was there we had they they kind of follow um uh, a, a curriculum that they've purchased to kind of teach the kids and so they carry that out for like the whole week or so if every single place they're going for kids so they can stay on point to kind of teach them so we the 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 um the story that they were sharing and teaching at the time I was there was Jesus walking on water. And so the kids here are holding so we had the younger kids coloring a picture of Jesus grabbing for Peter's hand. So we were teaching them about faith over fear. And when I was there, God literally gave me an idea of creating a craft where I would get blue construction paper and then take each of them and have them trace their feet with like brown paper. And we would put their feet on the blue construction paper at the top and, and write faith over fear and remind them that they can have faith to walk on water. So it was a fun craft. And I got to do that with a couple groups of kids. And so they were so proud of their, of their art and they were holding it up and taking pictures with it. It was really sweet. Oh, that's Um, so great. But yeah. So I was like, thank you, Lord. That was a a cool creative idea. And it was a way to like reinforce the lesson. So we did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're also fresh off of uh, BBS, right? Right. Yeah, like so you were like totally like, oh, I got this is this is perfect. Yeah, and I got to meet with the programs director um, for Show Mercy, and she was like, "Hey, can you like I don't know how you came up with that craft and stuff." She's like, "Let's talk. Like, what can we do for like BBS here when the kids are like on break?" Like, so we ended up having like a really amazing morning one day, and I got to share a bunch of ideas. And she's like, "We're gonna send you pictures," and I'm like, "I hope so." Because I just want to um, see what God does with all of that over there with whatever ideas and stuff we talked about. That'd be kind of cool. Mm, yeah, super cool. 
Uh, oh, and then there's this as well. There it is. They're yeah. holding their blue paper with their little feet at the top. See it? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Love it. Sweet. So great. Go, Abby. Ambitious Abby does a craft. <laughs> I love there crafting. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? We got other stuff. Uh, okay. This? this, oh, this was a cool story. So one of the outreaches we did was evangelism. And so we would just go to an area that they kind of, you know, thought out or whatever, figured out they wanted to go and expand into or just go evangelize into. This is show mercy. Um, so we went to just a neighborhood and we just got dropped off and it was like, all right, go ahead. And so we had like mosquito nets with us that we were taking around to people and we just um, were sharing the love of Jesus. Like we would uh, help them if they needed anything. Like uh, we went to this one lady's house and she needed potatoes peeled. So we started peeling potatoes with her and then ended up praying with her. And um, then like, so we were just evangelizing. I saw like six people get saved. But this girl in particular, mm. she we, we had like two teams and we split up. Like, so it was really fun. And um, this girl, so I'm we're walking and I was like, out of my peripheral, I see a guy like in a white shirt and then a girl kind of behind him. And it's this girl. And I, I was like, I think we're supposed to go down there. Like, let's go down there. And so we start to walk down there. I think it's a husband and wife like team. It ends up being a sister brother. And then I, I realized God placed me there for that moment. And that was so amazing when, you know, like God puts you there. Mm -hmm. So we're talking to this sister and she actually had an encounter with the Lord. She was really sick. She got healed and God healed her body. And she had like this powerful encounter with him at her, in her house, like at night one time. Whoa. And so she, she was born again, you know, baptizing the Holy spirit, praying for her brother, for him to get saved and to get for him to come to church with her. And the stuff. other guy that you saw. Uh -huh. with her? Okay. And, and so he, we're out in the middle of nowhere. And so it's not like normal for us to just show up at their house. You know what I'm right. saying? You're in the bush. <laughs> right. So yeah. we get there and we, we start to like say hi and talk to them. And uh -huh. he realizes like God literally sent us out there. Dude. And so it was just like an answer to the sister's prayer. So he literally surrenders his life to Christ. Come on, I'm like crying. Amazing. I'm trying to pray for them. And I'm like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be here. Like, because uh -huh. I said, I got saved before my brother and I love my brother so much. And I was like close to my brother and I just wanted him to be saved and experience the same freedom I had in Jesus. And, and so I had been praying for my brother and he ended up getting saved after me. So I was like, I'm just like rejoicing with you. So I said, we got to get a picture sister praying sister to praying sister. And so that was what we did there. That is so great. And then, and then he said, we got to go find my wife. So we started to look for his wife and we were going around to these different places trying to find her. And we finally located her and she ended up giving her life to Christ too. Dude, what? Yeah. So That's that was amazing. really neat. So cause cool. she couldn't believe her husband. So, you know, and I'm like praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the the dude. Like, it was just awesome. It is so cool when you see, like, you were like, I feel like I'm supposed to go say this thing to this person or go, go talk mm -hmm. to this person or go over here. And then you, you end up meeting the person or you say something that completely rocks them. And just like, man, that is such a special thing to see God completely like in the center of, in interaction with somebody like that. 
Yeah. It's amazing. It's so and, cool. And I was like, this there's, I was supposed to be here. Like I wasn't yeah. on the other team. I was supposed to be at this house with these people because I had a similar testimony, you know, it was mm -hmm. neat. Yeah. That is super cool. All right. Uh, okay. Do, we can do Wells. We can do ambitious Abby reading. Okay. Which, the Wells, I feel like have its own category. So we'll go, okay. we'll go to the ambitious Abby next. So this okay. is another outreach. So what they do, this is really cool. You guys see that Muriel in the back of the picture. Uh -huh. They have um, show mercy has built what's called a dream center. It, yeah. It's really cool. Like their whole, um, their whole, what's it called uh their whole area that they've built upon like their whole acreage is called the field of dreams right yeah and they say you know if if they build it he will come and so their whole idea uh -huh. is that god will show up and he will awaken purpose and he'll awaken dreams in people so they wanted to build this center as something that would would be a place where kids could come and people could come and they could train and they could do things and purpose and dreams would be awakened in them so i got to go to a tailoring class that they had for the girls, uh, which I loved because I love sewing. So that, I thought that was really cool. I got to be a part of that. And um, and in this dream center, they also had this library. So in Uganda, it's like it's not normal for a library to exist. Kids don't have access to libraries or books or anything of that nature. And so they're they're always trying to learn English. So they want to come to these libraries, and it helps them to learn and read these books and to teach them English. And so. Show Mercy built this library. It was a dream of Lori's for a really long time. And it finally came to fruition. And when we were talking about me going over there, um, she said, I want to put your books in our library. And so they had purchased, um, you know, several sets of my books. And then I was uh -huh. able to donate some. And uh -huh. we so had cool. all the kids come one day, like the neighboring schools, like they brought the kids for a learning day at the library. And we had an ambitious savvy um, moment. So we, I got to read a book to them and then we broke up into small groups, like 11 different groups. And they were each reading whatever their choice was of the other two. And then they would come forward and they would do like a, a report sharing what they learned about it. And some of them were actually reciting like full lines that they remembered. And I'm like, this is so wild. Like there's yeah. no barrier on this book. Like there are kids in Uganda reading my stories from the Lord that were in my head that he gave me that are tangible now. Like it was a really wild. Did you ever, ever in your wildest dreams think that that would happen? No, but, <laughs> but real quick is like a, a little preface to that. I was on a plane in 2017 and I was coming back from Mexico and I got seated next to a pastor and his wife and I was newly saved. And I was talking about how I felt like the Lord was calling me to write children's books and to leave the career I was in. But, you know, I really didn't know and all this stuff. And so I'm like crying. They're praying with me. The wife has a vision on the plane. And she's saying, I see a vision of you with your children's books in Africa. Like they're going to be with remote kids in Africa, like in a remote Dude. part of Africa with kids. And it's going to stir up purpose in them. And I'm like, so I, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with that. That's before I even had one book idea or one written, right. but I'm like, I know uh -huh. that's from the Lord. So I'm just going to tuck that in my heart, you know? So as this whole trip unfolded and I just, you know, I'm going and they're buying books. The Lord reminded me of that prophecy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to Africa with kids during a remote village and they're going to have my books. Like it's coming to pass, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was pretty, pretty wild. And so well, I, just, and I yeah, I remember you telling me that. For. 
yeah. yeah, I remember you telling me that in in Israel, you and I were talking and you'd talk to the Sallies and you were like, I'm going to I'm going to Africa, I'm going to Uganda. And then you told me about this. And then like now you have a picture. Yes. You know, like how yeah. amazing. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. It's like like guys, you're witnessing like God's God's a fulfillment of a prophetic word right here. <laughs> it's amazing. I know. And you know, what's even more powerful about it too, is that if there was ever any doubt, like Satan tried to get in my head, cause I know what God showed me and you know mm -hmm. how you could, you could be revealed a promise and be so sure of that thing. Cause it's so strong in your spirit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then time can go by and then it can make you doubt. Right. Cause oh, we talked yes. about the waiting and all that stuff. hundred percent. hundred million percent. <laughs> so you're like, am I even doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, am I yeah. off track? Like what's going on? Did I even you hear God when I was doing this? <laughs> like, when you were like so sure in the moment. Yeah. When you're in this struggle, you're like, I don't know. Uh -huh. So anyways, <laughs> this, when I saw this and I was standing there, it was like, God's like, you are exactly in the center of exactly what I have for you. Mm. And you are in the will of my pleasing and perfect will. And this is, this is what was spoken. And this is what, you know, is happening right now. And I'm just like, it was so much confirmation that yes, I was supposed to do what he called me to do to leave my career and lay it down for this, because this mm. is what he had planned for me. Amazing. So there's that, there's such an assurance and a prophetic word coming to pass because it just raises your faith and it helps you to know, like, you're right. You're right in your purpose, you know? Mm so amazing abby like it just makes me wonder if like if this is what he did with three of your books like what is he gonna what more is he gonna do because like this is pretty cool i know and i'm going you know? i feel like god has done so much in my life since i've gotten saved like it's been the wildest most amazing adventure when i think about it i'm like i've been to uganda once i've been to 83 times israel twice I'm on my third book, fourth's coming out. And I'm like, all of that has happened in a very short time. And I'm like, God, I sit back and I'm just in awe of God. Cause I'm like, if this is happening now, like what is coming? You know, this is insane. Mm. But that's what happens when you just give God your life and you give him your yes and you're disobedient and you keep walking. He's going yeah. to, you, for anyone watching, like do it. He's going to blow your mind. I would never yeah. guess that I would be in Uganda with kids reading my children's books. Australia. It'll be in Australia. That's the, I received you're gonna go that. To, you're going to go to Australia. That's going to okay. be that's gonna be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. All right. So, so that was hey, a cool moment. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about, cause we got about like 15 ish, whatever minutes. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the wells. Like yes. I, would I would love to hear about the wells. So obviously we have a dirty water source right here. So yes. Do you have any, any backstory with this? Right. Okay. So it's so amazing. Okay. So everybody that's been giving to the wells, like, honestly, you guys don't even realize the impact you're making. Like it, seeing it firsthand, I was blown away. So this, this water right here is like a spring coming up from underground. This community, this is their water source. This is where they went to get their water that they bathe with, they cook with, they brush their teeth with, you know? This is their water. They washed with, washed their clothes with. And what happens when it rains is that that runoff goes into the water. So it's, it's full of 
you know, it's just not sanitary. Right. Right. And so the, they were explaining and they were taking us to this water source to show us what they used to drink from. And uh, the, the guys, you know, they're frail looking and they're like, you know, we, we've fought typhoid. Like there's just so much. It just aches and hurts our bodies. Like so for them to have water, you guys, it's a basic necessity that we don't even realize how fortunate we are that we have. We can just turn on our faucet. These people, they had to go so far down this hill to get to this water source. I, I started a video um, recording it when I first started walking past the well that was built down to where they were showing us. And it was like two and a half minutes is how long it took just to get to this. And then you mm -hmm. have to walk back up with your jugs, right? So it's not easy, especially if you're aging or you're having issues, you know? So, and then the kids, they were explaining they would go to school and it gets dark there. There's not electricity in places and stuff. So they're trying to go fetch water in the dark and it's, it was just dangerous. And so the miracle of a well is, is overwhelming for a community. So what we got to do is we got to be there when they actually celebrated the, the commissioning of it. And so we decorated it. We put a ribbon around it. We put balloons on it. And the, the community members came together and the pastor of the community came there and, um, and they played music and they danced and they celebrated. And then we got together, we count, counted down and we cut the ribbon and the, they started to, um, you know, pump the water and then they were throwing it in the air and they were celebrating and screaming and they awesome. were so excited. The kids were playing in it. Um, they let me cut the ribbon. I was like, wait, I don't feel worthy to be cutting this ribbon. I don't have any part of this well, you know, but yeah, they're this like, isn't my community that had yeah. to drink that water. I, like, I didn't give to it, but I, I, I mean, you know, and I was like, just honored. They were like, no, like you can just stand in and represent Elijah's streams. And I was like, well, that is quite the honor. So I, I just took it as an honor. And I, I went Way and to go, Abby. held the pastor's hand on the scissors and cut the girl in the pink that you can see there she's she it's on her property she was like the chairman of it all so it was a wow. big deal so she's holding my arm and then the pastor's in the blue and then i'm in the middle one of those That's things me. again where you're like how did i even end up here you know right I mean? yeah <laughs> i'm like what is going on well yeah and you have those moments too like when you're you know doing something like that you're like am i actually even here like yeah. this is like this is this is crazy yeah and I was telling Jeff earlier, when I walked, went down and they showed us the water source, I literally, my eyes started welling up with tears. I, it hit me. I didn't expect that it would hit me like that. But when I actually saw the water and the bugs on it and everything that the, when she was explaining it, it's just, it, it like took my breath away. Mm. And it, it yeah. made me so overwhelmed and so excited that they do have clean water. Yeah. And that it's like, I mean, that's, that's the thing that, is nice about and not that this whole thing has been a plug to be like and this is why you should yeah. support elijah's dreams you know like that's not what this is about but yeah. the nice thing about knowing that you when you when you donate to elijah's dreams every single donation like is going to go to these efforts you know mm -hmm. it's not just this like you know you donate to a big organization and then all of a sudden it's like, I, I mean, I think that my money is going towards this, but you don't see, I'm not seeing the fruit. And that's, what's been so amazing mm -hmm. about 
people that have gone themselves like you, there's other people that have gone um, to this very, you know, to, to mm -hmm. Uganda, to the field of dreams center and, and all that um, is that you get to actually see constant updates of developments um, mm -hmm. in Uganda and outside of Uganda. So that's something and, that I think is really cool about it. Yeah. And the thing is they, they um, have a salvation uh, message when they're doing this whole uh, commissioning. And so there were, there were several guys that came forward and gave their lives to Christ because mm. they knew this was God's goodness and that he was yeah. real. So you're, you're not just helping them with water too. Like their spiritual, their salvation's going on. People are getting mm. saved through this. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's and powerful. Then this, this, there's, this yeah. There's is, a picture of it. Yeah. That's the same well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they have these pretty plaques. You can see it says like this wall wall was donated by Elijah's dreams through show of mercy, you know, and then they have a scripture on the bottom. Uh-huh. About Jesus being the living water, I think, something like that. So cool. So cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool that you got to see one of those. I know. Because I know that we're was one of my favorites. Yeah. And I know that we're digging a well like ev around like every three days. Um, but you know, just the fact that you were able to actually see a commissioning of one of these wells um, mm -hmm. and just you get to experience the joy of um, of all of this. I think that there's there's was, a little the, kids yeah, yeah, smiling. Yeah. They were playing in the water. So fun. Love it. Um, OK, there's something here at the end. Oh, yeah. I, there's this, baby this, stuff. <laughs> this was a. Uh, I was in baby heaven. They have, um, a, they have at show mercy. They had a, um, women's birthing center. Like I was talking about where they have a safe space for women to come and give birth. And then they have immunizations that they can offer to keep the babies healthy and stuff. So I got to take part of one of their immunization days. They did a health talk with the moms that came and they brought their babies so wild though, because they'll come and they're on those boda bodas, those motorcycles, and they're holding like their babies riding on these motorcycles i'm like in america you get like arrested for that you know like yeah, it was illegal. just wild to see like how different it was and like they breastfeed and they'll just do it right out in public like you know uh -huh. it's not a thing like it's just a cultural difference um but i got to weigh the babies and i got to give like the oral vaccinations that day so it was a lot of fun awesome. another thing that they do is sponsorships for children so they find out through working with pastors in these areas which children are in need of sponsorship for medical care and for schooling and stuff like that. So I got to actually, this is a cool story with my sponsorship child. I actually got to choose one while I was there. God had been putting it on my heart to do that, uh, to sponsor a child, but I just didn't want to pick just any child. I'm like, Lord, which one is it? And so the day that I actually went to the board where they had the sponsorship children hanging for show mercy that were available, um, was like the four year anniversary of my stepdad's death. And his name was Brian. And I go over to this board and Brian loved football. Like he was just such a great, fun, loving guy, you know, uh -huh. and I go over to this board and I look at it and then boom, like this kid just is highlighted to me, almost like it just jumped out of me. And it was, his name was Brian and he loved football. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Lord. Like, I know that this is the one I'm supposed to sponsor. So mm -hmm. they ended up setting up um, a meeting because, you know, sometimes you'll sponsor kids and it's like you may never get to meet them. 
Right. Or they, they know they have a sponsor, but they never meet the person. Well, I got to actually meet and spend time with him. And we got to play games together and we got to feed him. And then we went to walk out. I wanted to walk him out with his pastors and he grabbed my hand. Oh, it was my the goodness. sweetest thing. So I got to tell him that I was like, you know, his friend from America that wanted to help him with school and with you know, medical care. Abby, that's amazing. So I actually special. have the picture. I forgot to put it in the initial. So I've been I removed it and I've been adding it to the oh, so okay. re-uploading. <laughs> So people can see it. Yeah. Any second now. Here we go. Yeah, man, that's I, that. That's so cool. It's just I neat. Love. It was neat to actually do that in person. And there's one more ministry I really wanted to talk about that had my heart. That was probably one of my favorite things I did there, other than like the well and some. I don't know. They're all so fun. They were all so impactful. Um, but prison. I love prison ministry. I'd always really? wanted to do it in the states. And I got, I never had, and I got a chance to do it in Uganda. So every Thursday they go to the prison, which I think is so beautiful. They make sure they go on Thursdays to see these guys and they, it's not like a high security prison. So these are like minor misdemeanors and things like that. So it's more like a jail. Um, so there's a lot of turnover. So every Thursday they go, they're getting like new, new people and stuff. I mean, when I went back the following Thursday after going the first time, there were a few there that was still the same that kind of remembered me, but there was a whole new wave of new new guys. But when we went the first time, Brittany and I were there. Brittany hadn't been in a while. And so she's sharing her testimony and mine was kind of piggybacking off of hers. And together, God was putting this message together about um, just like his love and how it's transforming, but how like love can also transform you in the wrong way too, if it's the wrong thing, you know? And uh, so we start talking about it and I'm, I'm like crying. I, I'm trying to talk to these guys and they're, you're in a courtyard. There's like all these men just sitting there and they're just like, that's all they have to do. So they're just waiting to hear like what you're saying, you know? And there was an altar call of like at the end of like who, who would love, you know, who would want to give their life to Jesus. And like all these guys run forward, um, jump forward down on the bottom steps where they were gathering. And so we had like 16 guys in that moment, give their lives to Christ. And then a, a female. And I was like that, that was so awesome. And so when I went back the second time, again, God dropped the, um, just dropped the message in my spirit and Fred's. And so we were tag team preaching and more, get, more people gave their lives to Christ. And I was so, I was just so moved to be a part of that. Like that was so cool to me. Hmm. I love so that. Cool. <laughs> and they, and this one guy said, thank you so much for coming. Like basically think they're thinking show mercy, you know, but they were like thanking us for showing up because they said, Ugandan Bibles are hard to come by. And so we count on the words that you're giving. They're, tra- they're, they're life changing and they're transformative. Hmm. And I'm like, it's just the, the word of God. And you're just explaining it. You're teaching it and it's changing lives. Hmm. And so I was amazing. like, wow. And we take for granted the fact that we have, we might have several Bibles in our house that are just mm-hmm. sitting there. Right. And these yeah. guys are sitting in, in this jail and they're like, given anything, if they could just have a Bible to read. Yeah. But just yeah. a lot of perspective, you know, man. So Ugandan Bibles are hard to come by. What if there's and a they way- said it's kind of hard to read them too, because the way that they translate, you know, like, the English to Luganda, it's just more difficult. Like even so not all, all, um, all, all Ugandan Bibles are translated equally. 
I guess. <laughs> yeah. Although the same could be said about English, uh, you know, once mm-hmm. translated to English too, but um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have, here's the picture. Oh yes. That's Brian. Mm. Isn't he sweet? Amazing. Mm-hmm. So great. So uh, re- uh, remind me again, cause I, uh, while you were telling it, I was rushing because I realized I didn't have it in the the initial slides. D- does he have parents or no? He does. And I believe one of them, I think it's his dad, is disabled. Okay. So they struggle trying to get by. And so Brian's fetching water for them. Like, you know, he's not able to go to school because he doesn't have the funds. So it's a, it's a big deal. Hmm. Man. Well, God bless you, Abby. And that's amazing that you got to meet him as mm-hmm. well. Thank you. So, all right. So what would you say are some of like your big, like big takeaways from, from this time? Cause it's two weeks, you know, that's, yeah. there's a, a lot can happen in two weeks and it sounds like it was pretty, pretty hardcore in terms of just the stuff you were doing. So I'm curious what your takeaways have been. Yeah, sorry, my cat loves. Oh, Look, you, this is Max. Say hi, Max. Hi, baby. <laughs> Isn't he cute? Cats. He's got a heart on his nose. He wants Where's attention. Lulu? Lulu, yeah, Lulu. She she walks across my desk too. Feather duster tail. She's like a giant feather duster tail. <laughs> I I'm I'm like I can't lock him in a room just by the chance he might pop up because it's just not right. I can't do it. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. My cat acts like she's dying if I lock her in a room. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep hoping, Lord, keep him over there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anyways, well, you know, to be honest, it was very hard because, I, like I was saying, you have, first of all, you have a lot of spiritual stuff going on. You have a lot of emotional stuff you're processing because you're seeing things that are breaking your heart, but you're also overjoyed at the joy, the simplicity, the, like you would just see these little kids and they call anyone that's white, whether you're European, Asian, American, Mazungus, mm-hmm. which I kept pronouncing the wrong the whole time. I finally got it after I'm home. And, um, but you, they would see you come and they'd be like, hi, Mazungu. And it just like lights your heart up. So you're like, you're experiencing all these emotions because you're just overwhelmed by the, just this, like I said, the simplicity and the joy of the Lord that's in the faces of these kids. And then the people and, but then you're also, for me, I had a hard time because third world countries are so different. You guys, we're so used to the bubble we live in, of the conditions we live in, of our atmosphere, of our level of cleanliness, of our, the smells like there, they don't really have a, I wouldn't say they have like a whole like garbage system. So they burn everything. Mm -hmm. So like always you're smelling burning and you know, you're smelling dirt and you're smelling maybe body odors. You're smelling, um, farm animals. Like it's a whole mix of those things. And so when you're not used to it, like it's a, it's a shock to your system, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you don't realize, like you just kind of feel this extra level of, Oh, uncomfortableness. Like I felt like I was being stretched the whole time. I don't know how else to explain it. You know, like it's just, it was just so different. And then in in Uganda, they eat the same stuff. Like they say, eat the same things for breakfast, mostly rice and beans for lunch. And then they'll switch up the dinner, Um, but not a lot of protein, you know? So it's like, it's a little different. 
for two weeks, it was so fun to try different foods and get a variety. But like after that, I was like, oh, I just want like a steak or I want, you mm -hmm. know, like I was, mm -hmm. but I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm so spoiled. Like it was God literally showing me how blessed I am. And it, sometimes it just made me like, I don't want to say I felt bad, like or guilty because God wouldn't want us to feel that. But it just made me feel so extra grateful. You kind of count everything. your blessings, you know, yes. like you just, we, there's so many things we get so used to like a variety. Like that's one of the things that's great about America because it is such a melting pot. You have so many different types of food, you know? So when you're like, all right, I've right. had too much Italian, I'm going to switch over to Asian food or I'm yes. going to go to Mexican food or I'm going to eat a steak, get a hamburger, whatever. Um, and you can kind of bounce around, but yeah, that's something that is really telling, you know, like rice and beans every single day you know um, yeah and they yeah. cook it good but you're just you want something different you don't realize right. that you're used to variety after but they're normally used to eating the same stuff you know like in israel i felt the same way after a while like i'm like we're eating the same stuff seemingly breakfast lunch and dinner and you just kind of wanted a different cuisine after a while you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah yeah absolutely so, did going, you oh, have did you have uh rolex though when you were I there. did. Yeah. That's Rolexes good. are the bomb. Yeah. I really did like the Rolexes. I have to I've say. had people make them for, I've never been to any African nation yet. I've always wanted to, but yeah. I've had people make them for me. Um, and they're really authentic. Oh, uh, I, so I looked forward to good. dinners when we had Ro Rolexes or Samo Samosas or Samoas, Samo something like that. Samosas. Okay. Yeah, Samosa's those were like two of the best things that we yeah. ate. I'm like, yes. And then one time they made a pizza. It wasn't like an American pizza, but it was still a pizza. It was something different. And I was like, oh, this pizza is like the best. Like yeah. it was so good. They like loaded it with vegetables and they had meat on it. So it was like so good. So a Rolex for those who are like, you ate a watch? What? No, <laughs> it's a chapati. So it's like, tor like a thicker tortilla kind of thing. And they put what like eggs and sometimes they'll put like, onions or shallots or stuff like that uh -huh. in that and then you they roll the whole thing up hence rolex and it's sort of like an egg burrito kind of thing yeah, and then we had them. chicken ones which were awesome. oh nice nice yeah so we had like those varieties as well very cool mm -hmm. very cool yeah so you know um something that i repeat ad nauseum on this show but i say it to people outside of the show too of like going and having an experience like what abby had and obviously you've been to haiti and you've been to other places too so it's not like this wasn't like your first you know uh, venture mm -hmm. into a country not as privileged as america but it really right. puts things in perspective and it's something that i say everyone needs to have at least once even if even if, honestly even if it's going to like if you're in southern california go down to tijuana and like go to like the gnarly parts and spend some time there and realize like dude there's so many countries that have uh like a fraction of the freedoms um that america has and it really mm -hmm. puts things into perspective so you're like something it's not so bad you know and obviously m pretty much everybody that watches or listens to this show you are all in agreement with us on this but um you know just in case there is somebody on here who's like, mm, 
I hate America. That, yeah, and that's super powerful, Jeff. And I would yeah. agree 1,000%. Yeah. I, when I was over there, I was just like, everyone needs to have one of these experiences like once in their lifetime so they can really grab on to how the real world is and how many other people are living like this in other parts of the world and the reality of how blessed you are. And, mm. um, and, and it's just, it's, a, it's like a, it's great for a perspective shift. And I was talking to a girlfriend earlier and she was like, you know, it's like, it's like the real, like the relationship aspect of like just knowing about Jesus, but actually experiencing him are two different things. Just mm -hmm. seeing pictures and seeing dirt and seeing dirty things doesn't compare to what it's like to be there and actually smell it, experience it, hear it. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's something about the experience that fully submerges you. And that brings it so real. That's so, it's so impactful. Well, and it gets you outside of your comfort zone too. You yeah, know, like, it makes and, you stretch. and like in the moment that doesn't feel good, but afterwards you're mm -hmm. like, man, it puts things, a lot of things into perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I spent you know, the, the first half of my twenties was, was doing a lot of this kind of work, you know? And so, um, I definitely have like a very soft spot and I want to go, man. Like I think show mercy is planning another trip sometime in the future. And I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't swing it. And I was so bummed because yeah. I wanted oh, to go. Oh man, that so, would be awesome. It'll happen. But one thing yeah. I did want to point out to people is if you are interested if you've been listening to this and you're like, oh man, I've been, I've been hanging in the balance and I've been like dragging my heels, but you, you do feel like the Lord is prompting you to go, uh, even go a uh, partner with show mercy. If you guys go to showmercy.org, it's right there on the screen. Super easy showmercy.org. There's a tab where you can actually get involved and you can find out, um, you know, you can get in contact with them and they'll present you with, um, opportunities. And there you go. That's one of many opportunities. Or maybe you're like, you felt a fire burning in you uh, to, to take your church on a mission trip down somewhere or over somewhere. Um, and let this be kind of the final catalyst that pushes you in that direction. Um, so, yeah. And I'm not trying to like pump and just like push show mercy, but you guys, right. they were awesome. Like they, they are doing so much. They're, they're making such a huge impact throughout Uganda and they're the outreaches and varieties, like being on this mission trip, you get to, I got to experience so much. So that's why I would say this is such a good opportunity because you would get to see a variety of things and experience a variety of things. And yeah. even when I got picked up from the airport, they sent me a video ahead of time of the girl that was picking me up. So I knew who to look for. Like uh -huh. it was so kosher. It was like so easy. It was so effortless getting there and getting home. Like it just felt safe, you know? So the, the well-oiled machine as they say. Right. They've worked yeah. out the kinks, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's a good organization. Yeah. I'm sure it was trial by fire to get them to the place where they are I'm now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Abby, actually, so streamlined. would you actually pray for the people that are feeling a stirring in their heart? It doesn't have to be to Uganda, but man, mm -hmm. those people that are like, maybe they've let fear or they've allowed like they've, they've come up with all these excuses as to why not to go. Would you mind just praying for those people? Um, sure. Yeah. All right. 
Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for this opportunity that we can just mm -hmm. come together and we can just talk about your people and all other parts of the world, Lord, and everyone that's in need, Lord, perspectives that just need to be shifted, help that needs to be had, Lord. I pray, yes. Lord, you send answers to people's prayers through other people on earth. And Lord, where are your hands and feet? And so right now, I pray for everyone, Lord, that you've been speaking. You put, Lord, before I went on every mission trip, you put the desire or the thought in my head. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm having this thought out of nowhere that maybe I want to go overseas. And Lord, it was you preparing the way because every single time I went, the opportunity came and you had already put it in me. That desire was there. So Lord, I want to speak to that desire. Everyone that's on this thing that has that desire right now, that's from the Lord. The Lord is giving you this desire. And I, Lord, I just pray that you would stir it up. Lord, that you would bring clarity to whatever location it is, to whatever the, whoever they're supposed to partner with, whatever that ministry is that they're supposed to go with, Lord. I pray that you would just bring that opportunity in your timing, Lord, that you would open the door. Lord, every time I've gone, you have brought that opportunity and you brought that timing. And so, Lord, I just pray that over everybody right now. I pray that all fear, all um any hesitation, Lord, that they would have that would try to keep them away from the service opportunities that you have for them, the things that you want them to do, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just um, just cancel all that fear right now. We just call it out in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we know that there is nothing to fear when you're sending us, because when you send us, you protect us. Lord, we can be under your Psalm 91 protection, knowing that you go before us. You're our rear guard. Lord Jesus, we know that we're there to do your work, to be your hands and feet. And so, Lord, I just pray over everyone today that they would have that stirring in them if they're called and that you would bring those mentors, those peoples, those relationships, those churches, those organizations around them so they can get connected, so they can go and do what you've called them to go and do, Lord, because it's an honor that we get to do this, that we get to serve your people and that we get to walk in the call that you've given to us. And so, Lord, I just lift all this to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right. So Abby, you have three ambitious Abby books, but when is number four going to be coming out? Okay. So here's my big update. My illustrator just sent me while we were on the, the interview, my illustrations for book four. What? So I've been waiting to figure out when I could set the publication date. So we're looking at September. So hopefully next month, the end of next month, we'll have the next book out. If awesome. not the end, it'll be the beginning of October. But right. And what color? Soon. What color is it going to be again? Green. Green. And then I know I mentioned the baking book on here, and I had talked about releasing it in the summer due to some like formatting issues and things like that. I didn't want to just throw it out there just to get it out there. I want it to be quality. So I decided to to delay it till November. So we're still working through that. Awesome. But hopefully we'll have perfectly, both of them out this fall. Yeah, perfectly in time for Christmas. the holiday season. You and know, when people are inside baking, you know, like summertime, right. they're out playing at the pool. Yeah. So not as much baking going on. There is right, some right. for all you bakers yes. out there. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to throw you under the bus. Uh, <laughs> so Abby, thank you so much. This is so good. I love, I love talking about missions. I love talking about trips. And um, a lot of times it's like, you know, obviously like there's things you can extract from them, but I'll, I, it's just this, I have seen it numerous times in my years of just talking about your experience 
God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is at work while Abby is talking about her testimony. Um, and a lot of it hasn't been, I did this and this is why you should do it. And, and I went and I helped this Jaja. And so you should go help Jaja's and, uh, the Holy Spirit is at work and he just stirs in your heart. That's what happened to me. It was just this, mm -hmm. like, I have to go. I have to. Um, mm -hmm. And he you won't know, leave like, you alone until you do. Right. It's right? super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you like, that's how you know when God's telling you to do something. Cause it's like, yeah. it just keeps coming and coming and it won't go away. until you actually execute. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. Well, Abby, thank you so much. This is fantastic. And we'll definitely have you back to discuss your new book and all that good yes. stuff. It'll be super exciting. So awesome. Yeah. Well, God bless you all, everyone watching. I hope you enjoyed Uganda and you can look at um, my personal Facebook page and Instagram. Um, there's a lot more pictures and videos on there as well, if you're interested. So there we go. Links are in the description. And of course people can go to um, ambitiousabby.com to get books the ambitious abby book so you can get ready for the fourth installment that's going to drop yes. in the fall and the baking book that'll yes. be awesome perfect christmas gift for uh the kiddos in your life you know i'm excited so i'll be yeah. in full-blown ambitious abby mode now <laughs> oh yeah there yeah. we go everybody so you guys can follow her links are in the description to her social media accounts uh, so you can stay up to date on all that stuff as well so um everybody have a blessed monday we embark on a new week Tomorrow, we've actually got Joshua Zakoff, evangelist Joshua Zakoff back. That's going to be great. We're going to be talking about the secret place. And we're kind of framing it as what is the secret place? And it's going to be a great entry point. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. It's not just elementary, um, but that's a great entry point into talking about a lot of what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So it's going to be a great episode. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys. We'll see you then. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.